and I think that still works. So hello and welcome to another episode of Loose Cannon. We are live in a new location, so and um, we are live in a new location. And of course, there's always something I didn't have that muted. Uh, so there might be a second of audio feedback looping. Um, today we are going to be talking about the new season, uh, season of the Haunted. And it's already, uh, we're already veering to the third week and, um, sorry about the delay. Uh, a lot of moving <clears throat> was done in real life that kind of impeded everything. And, uh, we're very excited to, to get back on track. Uh, there are two new lore books this season, right? There's, a uh, something voices and, uh, triage. Yeah. Okay. Did we get, did we get two? Uh, last or at the beginning of the season yeah so it's it's there's okay. triage and there's voices of the haunted this season and last season we covered uh lucent tales and shattered suns so there's still That's right. acts of mercy martian missives quintessence and no <laughs> sign which that was the book that was bugged right like you weren't actually able to get that book yeah, that's the one. Well, didn't like some people got it at first, but then like nobody got it until later because I, I it wasn't know. officially out. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what it was supposed to be. I just remember thinking. I just remember remembering that book being like there. There are entries that just were not happening, and it's like, why? Wait, why are we not getting these anymore? And so it was like this big question mark. I don't remember reading it because I was like, what's going on with it? But so far the, the, the two books of the season are really good, but they're doing the thing where you get them every week and that's it. You get one entry every week. And, um, I believe both of them have nine entries. And so we, We'll have to discuss whether we're going to jump into these soon or if we're going to double back, do some of the, the ones from the previous season uh, because they, um, oh, never mind then. They are, Ishtar implemented a new thing where they show you uh, stand ins for the entries. The entries are not actually available yet. So <laughs> you can just see that there are, there are nine entries. I mean, I I remember, I remember seeing them talk about that. They were like, do you prefer to see a a blank empty uh, entry that just says the word classified with nothing in it? And people were like, yeah, because that, that explains that there is something and it's just not available yet. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and it helps too, because when people do word searches on Ishtar, which that's like primarily what I do Mm -hmm. when I'm looking up stuff. And then all of a sudden, a brand new piece of lore pops up, and you think it's relative, relevant to what you're looking for. It kind of confuses you, right? Yeah. So this keeps the chaos down to less. So uh, less chaos. I I actually have access to a little bit of information talking about Ishtar, talking about their searches, uh, just for people who are interested. Because I feel like if you're if you're listening to us, you are probably pretty deep in the Ishtar. You're you're like a part of that that community. Uh, the most searched uh, words this week are going. I'm assuming this, yeah, this is from from most to least. Uh, I'll just read a few of them. Trespasser, which is uh, a returning sidearm. 
Drifter, who's always uh, a favorite of people. Callus, who's not surprising because he's got a lot of focus this, this season. Crow, as well. Uh, Shayura, who is um, <clears throat> yeah, the Praxic Warlock. Yeah. And uh, then just just missing by by two searches. You you can be the difference today to people listening. Uh, by two searches, right after uh, Shayura is Nezarek, who they certainly had a uh, a thing this season. They 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 finally had their uh, third kind of mention. Good yeah. for them. Good for them. A yeah. ki- another kind of mention. Not even a, a full thing about them. We know literally nothing about them. Right. We just, right. We just know that they have a name. You know, it's funny because uh, just to just to start off when Bungie was Bungie did a really good job this time of keeping everything quiet until like the moment yeah. of release, which uh, I think that's that needs to be said because I mean, how long has it been since Bungie was able to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like D one, very true, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so this time, but I mean, it it broke, you know, it finally broke. But but yeah, <clears throat> uh, and then here was the season, so like it was pretty nice. And then like the lore, how it came out. Um, usually, it's just a dump. And we go mm-hmm. through everything, and we're like digesting, figuring out what what this is, what this is, what this is. Uh, but it wasn't all dumped at once, yeah. so it's kind of nice. It's like so much that you can't even focus on what you just read. You, you, right. you just you read it all, and then you hear someone else talking about it, and you're like, "What the fuck? That wasn't there." And it was, <laughs> but you just flew through it so fast it didn't even. What's funny to me is like you. when you just mentioned the word searches and what people search. Like mm-hmm. people search callous. <laughs> Or yeah. crow, or yeah. you know, Shayura or Nezarek. But when they search that, I mean, it's just you're going to open up a Pandora's box of information just by that one word search, <laughs> and you have to sift through like so much. But uh, it definitely one of the things that I tuned into when I was reading all the lore was the Shayura, and uh, I wanted to know where are we at with that story. So that was kind of that was kind of eye opening right there. And then, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Nezarak, you know, we, when you see that, when you see that name pop up anytime, you immediately have to go to it. Like, what is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I am not, I am like equal parts a fan and not a fan of Nezarek because they, they have so little to their name. It's like the mm-hmm. first, the first entry came in, uh, base D2 and it was like, uh, Nezarek, uh, the god of pain, and that's like the most actual information we got about him. But it's right. from the passage of of hated Nezarek, which is pre Golden Age te- uh, fiction, potentially. Right? Maybe right. it's history, but if it's history, like how could it be history? And then people are like, "What the hell is the Traveler? Like, what the hell is the Light in the Dark?" And like all these other things. You 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 can't have both, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then True. in Forsaken, we have, um, uh, I forget which book it was. There was a book that was written by Shin Malfer talking to us about what the Drifter is up to. And he, he drops how like Drifter loves to name drop places he's been, like he's been to places. And Shin, Shin, who is, I would say, a credible source on 
on dark and facts and and etc says he go he he claims he's been to places that don't even exist one of them being the fourth tomb of nezarek and it's like why is there four what? tombs? like why yeah. is there at least four <laughs> tombs of nezarek which is already uh. fucking weird and now we got nezarek's whisper and it's like i love seeing nezarek like come back but the 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 glaive is called nezarek's whisper the entry has nothing to do to Nezarek with Nezarek. And people are like, oh my God, so Nezarek was a disciple. And it's like, Nezarek's name was not in that fucking entry. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I always go back, like whenever people talk about uh, like name dropping and like the drifter and stuff, it always, it always makes me go back to, um, you know, the old D1 lore where mm-hmm. they would just drop names and never do anything with them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They used to do that a lot. They, they really, you did. know, and it's funny because like Nezarek has become one of those characters where it's just like, we'll just throw the name in there. So people will see a little light go off and then mm-hmm. they go to the corner to see if the monster's there and he's not, you know, it's just like, <laughs> absolutely. Gotcha. Made you look. And so very recently, actually, I've had this opinion for a while and I thought I actually shared it, but I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. Maybe I shared it here, but I've had the opinion that Nezarek is not real. Specifically, uh, kind of springboarding off of uh, the writer, uh, John Goff, writer for for Destiny. He he has a tweet thread about um, how he wants to create this like '80s style uh, cult horror movie, uh, kind of like uh, Children of the Corn esque, and it's like these this couple ends up getting stranded in this like midwestern like middle of nowhere town, and yada yada yada, the wife sacrifices the husband to the god of pain Nezarek. And so like she joins it because it's like, it's, it's, it's in that, it's kind of like a cabin in the woods where it's like, yeah, sure. you, you, we sacrifice a few people to save everyone else. And, and that's kind of what the movie was supposed to be. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's his intention for it. Maybe that's never going to happen. Maybe that will happen now. We don't know. Um, but it's like, if of hated Nezarek, is like even just a book, not even a movie, even just like a Stephen King book that became a, sure. a, a terrible yeah, adaptation that would be of cool. a movie yeah. in the Destiny universe. You know, um, no, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good thought because then, like, okay, we're living an experience that predates mm-hmm. all of the events in the Destiny anyway, right now here yeah. in real life. So if you were to try to like timeline it for us as humans, yeah. having a human experience outside of the game. A lot of the things that they referred to would have been from our timeline, which would have been their past, right? Yeah. And like even the Cryptarch has mentioned a few things like, what is this? You know? Yeah. And, 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 and I'm sorry, that's no. something that like, that's like what cinches it for me because the Cryptarchs are supposed to be like master historians and they're picking up Playboys and being like, mm, yes, these were like yeah. pre Golden Age practices. Yeah, was- they used to worship pumpkins during the season. Yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in his defense, you know, it could have been like a risque uh, uh, um, issue of freaking like good homes or better homes or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could have been like uh, he. I mean, that's 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 really risky. <laughs> but so yeah, um, uh, go on. But it, it is funny though because like even the cryptarchs don't mm-hmm. 
specifically understand the path. And no. they argue amongst one another. One of the things I learned very early on in D1 was that the Cryptarchs can't agree on what happened in history because they don't know what's real and what's not. Which is kind of funny because if you think about the writers writing a backstory for the, for all the people in the game, um, you know, they, they kind of have these fragments of what happened before, you know, the collapse and the pre-Golden Age and all that stuff. So they have to piece it together to come up with kind of like this jigsaw puzzle of what was the world like before us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so they don't, there's a lot of things that make them doubt whether or not this actually really existed or this was this. And then there's some things that they all agree upon were actual things, right? Uh, so it's just funny what they argue about and then what they actually agree upon. Yeah. <laughs> and and for them, who knows? I mean, it could all just be, you know, completely um, non-existent, you know, mm -hmm. because they're having an experience that we don't really, you know, anyway. It's a rabbit hole. But so, so just to finish, finish my point on Nezarek, uh, let me ask you if, if you recall this, do you remember back in shadow keep Eris having a line talking about how the, uh, the lunar pyramid was there since before the golden age? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you recall that. So basically we have the lunar pyramid, which seems to have the unique ability of creating nightmares. And what are yep. nightmares? Nightmares are like, uh, fiction pulled out of your head that is yep. going to torment you. And like, what if, what if us of Hayden Nezarek was like this, like huge horror thing. And it was like, it was like Blair witch, right? Like everyone was, everyone was terrified of it. Everyone thought it was real. Everyone was like, Oh my God. It turned out and, to be junk. Yeah. And it, and it was, it was always junk. The lunar pyramid doesn't give a shit about that. The lunar right. pyramid gets all this psychic energy from everyone on earth and creates Nezarek, a nightmare of Nezarek. So in Nezarek's fiction, Nezarek becomes real. And so, uh, Nezarek's whisper again, the entry doesn't fucking mention Nezarek once. It just mentions Eris finding the glaive, which is apparently named Nezarek's whisper. And it has the flavor text rise disciple and bear the gift with pride, pride, Rolk disciple of the witness. And like, all that means to me is that a disciple was gifted Nezarek's whisper. And it's not like <clears throat> Rolk's glaives were never named after himself. It right. was um, Relic's Ward, Relic's Bane, and then Lubre's Ruin. Like, that was his one glaive named three times. And it makes sense, in my opinion, to have the Lunar Pyramid create a Nightmare of Nezarek and then to create get this glaive that's kind of like, you you created yeah. the Nightmare of Nez yeah. Nezarek. Here you go, Nezarek's Whisper. It's interesting. Well, you know, it'll tie into the lore card too, because I think, like, if you think about like nightmares and emanations of, mm -hmm. you know, psychological horror. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, really, I, I would love though to actually see uh, because uh, that historian position that opened up uh, a while ago, almost like a year ago now, right? Right. Uh, at, at Destiny, it was at Bungie. It was supposed to be to. Uh, have a central figurehead who can who can keep everything together because they're planning on branching out into other forms of media and it's mm -hmm. like so where's the Nezarek movie right like create right. the Nezarek movie <laughs> and then have the Nezarek movie 
release alongside the season where we fight the nightmare of Nezarek. And it's like this oh, whole, so cool. this whole like thing of like learning where Nezarek came from out of the game and then fighting the nightmare of Nezarek in the game. And it's just like, so much can be done with one could dream dude that would be so cool (laughs) yeah you know that that's funny you say that because um this topic comes up all the time would destiny make a good tv show or movie or whatever and yeah absolutely it would you just have to treat it as if there are episodic stories of individual Mm -hmm. characters Mm -hmm. instead of trying to encapsulate the entire universe kind of like if I don't see John Guardian's ass in the second episode, I'm turning it off. I just want, I just want, I mean, I can dream, right? But I just want, <laughs> I just want a series where, like, you know, maybe the first episode is about um, just a particular character having yeah. an experience in the world, world, and he's walking past, you know, known characters, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then at the end of the the series of for that season. They all have this one last uh, episode, which kind of ties them all together because all of these parallel stories somewhat converge mm-hmm. into this, like you know, drive-by of these guys were there. This remember when that guy did this or this mm-hmm. guy did that? Kind of like this tangled web of holy crap! That was all for a reason. We needed to know why Eris was doing this. We needed to know why so and so was doing this. And then these characters that we hardly hear about yeah. are the central figures, and they're having this experience that way. Bungie doesn't destroy their lore and upset all their fan base, but at the same time, they give a whole new story with callbacks yeah. to all of the rich lore they have. I would love that, and like even if even if they just wanted to keep it smaller than that, like just sure. give me a story about Saint, give me a story about Zavala, give me a story about Eris, give me a story about someone I've never heard of and will never be brought up in the game in the first. Yeah, place. Like, just and then we have this whole other thing about that one person. Yeah. yeah. Like it complete, like let it exist, like kind of what the first season season of the Mandalorian did, where it's like, yeah, it exists in the Star Wars universe, but it has nothing to do with fucking Jedi's or any there of that go. shit. And exactly. it's just like that's why it was so great. Yeah. And I, but I, I always, I always, you know, with with like horror and fantasy and sci-fi, I always want, I always yearn for that that semi. Um, you know, twist mm-hmm. like that thing that kind of makes you go, Oh crap, black mirror. Right. You know, like there's mm-hmm. like that one thing that's like on the, on the line of morality. And then, you know, you see like the bad of what happens when you do yeah. something bad or whatever. Anyway, and, you know, that, there's, there's absolutely potential there for that as well. Like you can, you can have an episode following a warlord and they like frame it as if they're yeah. the good person. And then it like is revealed. They're going up against the iron Lords and like yeah. how horrible. They actually can are. You imagine how cool that would be. Yeah. It's like, so Oh crap. Spend, we're the bad guys. You spend 30 minutes rooting for this guy. And you're like, wait, what? Like he's, <laughs> he's just murdering people for, uh-huh. for no fucking reason. I thought he was protecting everyone. I thought like these guys were like, like he's like, he's seeding propaganda in his community and anyone who finds yeah. out the truth, he just kills yeah. and, and shit like that. There's so much potential in the destiny universe for, yeah, in, really for things that would fit better outside of the yeah. game. See, I think what happens is a lot of people don't, they don't like they don't put themselves at a bird's eye view of yeah. the the rich history and story inside the destiny universe universe they narrowly focus their mind on the central characters that they've grown to love like cade right everybody yeah. would be like oh i want a whole freaking season of cade and whatever you know yeah. 
everything. No, you know that story. So like, why would you want that? Why not just make Cade a back, a background character? Yeah, and then explain something that happened with Andal, you know, yeah. or explain something that happened with you know somebody else that ran by him at this one particular moment, you know. I, I would love to see like a running gag if they were to do like an anthology series where it's like every episode at some point Kate is in the background just like do, fucking something up. Yeah, like, there you go. Like in Forsaken when he does all the buttons, yeah, this, just like, like something like that. And he breaks the pot in the background, yeah. you know, looking, up, and yeah. it's like not even a part of the scene. He's just back there. <laughs> yeah, like like don't even draw attention to it. Just let it exist in its own little, so awesome. in its own little pocket. Does every episode have something with yeah. like. A shot of yeah. Kate doing something like, dumb. They're they're in a bar and you the the jukebox stops and Kate's like, oh, I'll fix it. Like, don't even address yeah. that the jukebox stops. And then Kate walks into the back background of the scene and he he punches the jukebox and shatters the glass. And they're like, get the fuck out of here! Just like just yeah, like the have bonds. him cause chaos. Yeah, yeah. One can dream. Maybe one day. I mean, I feel like I feel like that's really the future of Destiny. I feel like I feel like they've they've created so much, so much, and so and, much of and the I universe. Hate, I I hate to whine, you know, but um, I really feel and and this is and if you feel different, that's fine. And this is just my little bitty baby opinion, my baby fit opinion. As far as the game is concerned, um, there's too much. I, I don't like it. I, I don't um, like all of the micromanaging of the materials and the perks and the millions and billions of this, that, and the others that yeah. really become irrelevant after season after season. And I just, I understand it's there to help engage the player base and make mm -hmm. them want to continue to play. But all it does for me is make me stare at this Niagara Falls of stuff inevitably going off a cliff. Yeah, And then I just keep waiting for the next thing and waiting for the next thing because I know that in in my play playing experience I'm never going to attain all of it so mm -hmm. why even bother and I feel like I'm not the only one I feel like there are a lot of people out there that feel like me and I want I don't necessarily want the game to change mm -hmm. you know I, I just want there to be some way for people like us mm -hmm. to experience the game without having to or without having to feel required to have all of those things. Yeah. Like and I know they're trying I know they're trying really hard. Like they've, you know, made the 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 seasonal missions that start off a you know, a playable by everybody mm -hmm. by brazing your light. But all that does is kind of it all it does is kind of, you know, hurt the people that have been grinding. Yeah. And then you make them, you know, have a disdain for the game in another way. And so like I, I just wish that there was a way that they could kind of help have two parallel experiences without infringing on one another, like two lanes on a highway going to the same place. That's all I want. I, mm -hmm. You want to be in the fast lane. You want to be in the slow lane and you're getting there regardless. But if you switch lanes at any point, you're not feeling like you're sacrificing. That's all I want. Like min, min maxing is fun. That's like, that's a part of video games where, like for Monster Hunter, for example, like you spend all this time like creating your armor and stuff, getting getting your decorations and all your perks and everything, and then you have it. It's like there you go. Now you now you just get to be there. But in Destiny, 
and I love having seasons every, every three months. I love having more story, more content every three months, but having more story and more content and also more min maxing every three months, it does, it does get exhausting. I have taken like a step back. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to do this. I have a few good things and I'm, I'm pretty set, but like I have friends who are so fucking diehard and like, you know, more power to them where they just like grind out like all the good shit, all the good shit again and again and again and again and again. And like, I, I kind of like dip my toe in that. And, and sometimes the RNG is, uh, accessible to the point where I'm actually able to get a few good things. And sometimes it isn't. And I just kind of like have to deal with being a little subpar, but it doesn't really matter. I feel like they have like an almost good balance, but it's just, it's, it needs a little more, you know, like maybe with weapon crafting or something there, there needs to be an alternative to make it a little more like open the door a little bit more for, for more casual players. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, like if you want, if you want to be a grind diehard headbanger, you know, maybe make your damn glitter on your armor, you know, Mm -hmm. or make, maybe make this thing, one thing glow, right. Every Mm -hmm. season while you're playing, I don't care. That's fine. But give me a piece of basic armor that has just as much viability as your glowing, glittery, you know, crazy looking armor. I don't, I don't like for me having an experience, I just want to shoot some aliens and not feel Mm -hmm. like I have to go 10, do 10 hundred things before I get to do that one thing Mm -hmm. that I just want to do. And, And I hate to say it, but I keep pulling it up. Bungie's roots are in Halo, which is a completely different experience. They created Halo. Bungie made Halo. Now, I say that, they also made Marathon. They also made, you know, other games uh, that were completely different. So I get it. They've made this one game which kind of is catering to all of the different types of games. And I don't even know what they're calling it now. But I've heard, like, weird stuff come out recently, like movement shooter. I don't even know what that means. But... What I, what I'm what I'm saying is, if they want to keep going forward with this, they need to like, they need to find a way to keep keep it simple mm-hmm. for certain people, and then allow it to be complex and crazy for other people, and let those people just play the game together. Because, yeah. and I'll bring it up again, if I switch on Halo Infinite and play the game, I know what to expect. Everybody has the same exact weapon, gear, whatever. Outside of cosmetics, nobody is different. It comes down to skill versus skill when we're playing multiplayer. And then there's the actual game, which is just this rich open world that you get to run around and shoot aliens in. But with that game, it needs more of what Destiny brought, like replayable missions, you know, raid strikes, stuff like that. As far as Destiny goes, Destiny needs more of what Halo has. Strip Mm -hmm. it down, make it simple, make it refined, tuned, balanced. And Tell fun me if I for agree with that. Fun for people uh, of all walks, and yeah. I don't want. I don't want. Like I said, I don't want it to infringe on headbangers. I just yeah. want other people to have viability, access to the same type of stuff. I don't. I don't want you to give free exotics to everybody or or yeah. free raid gear to everybody. That's not what I'm saying. All yeah, I'm I saying is give give a path and give an armor set that has. You know, a basic set of stats that you can take into a raid or that you can take into Crucible. Like, here are the guns for Crucible that are all viable, and you can just go to Shaxx and say, hey, give me that gun. 
And see, that's that's what I mean. Where like they they they, I think they just need to open it a little bit more because I feel yeah. like they they already have. They're close. They're stuff. so close. They're so close. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just I guess I kind of disagree with it you there because. Like min maxing your your uh, stats on armor, you know, um, mods mods one hundred percent should be available for purchase. They should not be on a rotation of two mods a week, and maybe yeah. maybe it's here, maybe, and maybe it's not. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But your armor, it's like you can go in with garbage armor to any raid, and it will be fine. Most of the raid experiences that I've had, I, I go in. I'm like, what should I equip? And they're just like, whatever you like. You know, just maybe, maybe not whatever you like. Maybe it's like, okay, well, you're doing ad clear. Don't yeah. equip a sniper, but within reason, whatever you want. Like, do you like, do you like uh, bows? You can, you can put right. on um, the arc one that I can't remember the name of, or you can put on Tiku's, you know, do you like auto rifles? There's a, sl- a huge selection of auto rifles you can put on so many. There's so much freedom. It's just like that min max of like, are we going to two phase or are we going to one phase? And it's like, who right. cares if we two phase? That's yeah. Fine. I think that's the difference. Like you and I right now having this discussion, I'm, I'm looking at it from a PVP perspective. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, I have like, <laughs> because, no experience because PVE, you're right. Like I can go in any mission, any raid, yeah. any strike and just use whatever I want for yeah. the most part, for, for the, the most part. part. Yeah. Especially, and, uh, especially if it a, isn't like a legendary, legendary campaign. Campaign, yeah. You got to do a little I, more. You got to, you got to work a little. Well, harder. I get that. Like, I get that. That's there. Yeah. That's reserved for. Like, okay, I can play Halo on legendary with all skulls on. I'm gonna mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna just die over and over and over and be miserable. But that's if I want to do that, that's there. But if I don't want to do that, I'm gonna put it on you know heroic mode and just run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Well, but we PD, immediately PD, derailed. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do you want to do the lore card? Yeah. All right. Lore card is lore, up. Two lore nerds trying to talk about gameplay. I like this shell. Although, yeah, it's it, cool. it, it kind of looks almost like candles are coming That's what I thought. Top. Like I, I know what it's going for, but it's just like it kind of it kind of loses it just a little bit at the end. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. I haven't seen the fourth season, but I mean, I watch it. I'm not, I remember like season one, I was like, wow, that's really good. And season okay, two, I was like, so, oh, that's pretty good. And season right, three, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's all right. Okay. So uh, I don't want, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody out there, but I said the same thing you just did. And then yeah. I watched it and oh my God, it's the best of all of the seasons. Really? So far. Yes, I don't give a crap what anybody says. Okay. I'm having a blast watching it. I haven't gone through it all. Yeah. But so up until this point, I have been I have been very pleased. Yeah. Like there's very, always very, been very, like very there's always been like moments in Stranger Things where I'm like, "Oh, that was awesome. That was really well, good. Like that was They're really doing fun a really really good job. Like yeah. they've nailed it down narratively. They're doing a really good job of just like punching you in the face at the end of every single episode. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. I, I intend to watch it. So let's get on with the yeah. now it's it's, yeah. it's it, they actually said it in game. It's called the pronunciation kind of threw me a little bit because I I know I call it uh Egregor, but it's pronounced um like Egregor. Egregor. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the yeah. the the 
the uh, cadence of it is not how yeah. my brain wants to say it. I know, me too. I kept calling Egregore. <laughs> well, that's definitely not it. I when I first read it, you know, way back when we had the whole you know thing with impressive. Yeah, that's that how was I was reading it. Time. I was like, what yeah. is this? At first, I was like, who's Igor? You know, I, I, didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even see the other G. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so the, anyway, uh, so egregore is an ancient Greek uh, word. It means wakeful. Um, it's got some eponics. So anyway, it's egregoros, which is its root, you know, form. Uh, in a nutshell, it's an occult concept representing a certain non-physical entity that arises from the collective thoughts of a distinct group of people. These thought forms can manifest as positive or negative ghosts and shadows. And I picked the word ghosts and shadows because that's one of the flavors that they use to describe what is emanating from this thought form. So, if you think about destiny, you think about our nightmares, they are physical manifestations of our our nightmares, our worst fears, our thoughts. There are forms of our thoughts that we are having in game, or like if you're Crow, it's Aldrin is his nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. He's created this nightmare for himself. So it, it plays on that whole idea. And historically, the concept referred to angelic beings or watchers and the specific rituals and practices associated. Also, it refers to a psychic manifestation. Uh, manifestation. <laughs> can't speak this morning, or thought form occurring when a group shares a common motivation made up of and influencing the thoughts of the group. What does that mean? Okay, so like a circle of people have a thought and this forms from that thought, mm-hmm. right? So it can be re- it can be related to a group. It can be related to a singular person. It, it's just these are the ways that it goes, right? Uh, the concept of egregorial powers has its roots in the book of Enoch. So this is where it gets a little biblical, uh, which is an ancient Hebrew apocalyptic religious text that tells of fallen angels and describes the origins of demons and Nephilim. Nephilim are angels. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that comes from ancient Greek. Okay. Or ancient Egypt, actually. Uh, Nephilim. So anyway... The general concept of egregore is not evil. It has been defined as a variation of a group mind, which is created when people consciously come together for a common purpose. When a group of people pray and meditate collectively towards an objective, an egregore of protection and blessing can be sent forth as a circle of light that shields and safeguards. It is often described as an aura atmosphere that can take on its own personality. Mm-hmm. So you think about like Crow and Aldrin, right? That's yeah. where my mind goes. Uh, within the occult or magical context, an egregore is a general imprint that is created by and encircles a group entity. The egregore develops to the point of attaining an independent existence as an entity of itself, such as a servitor. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not servitor fallen, but a servitor is named after another thing anyway. <laughs> all it's, living it's things. eerie how how similar the uh, egregores kind of sound like nightmares yeah 
right? So all living things are in one way or another considered to be connected to an egregore. This is just a blanket. Like if you, like if you're into this stuff, this is just a blanket way that they explain it, right? Okay. So all living things are in one way connected to, or another connected to a egregore. The concept can be either negative or positive. Most negative connections with egregore are believed to come from negative dealings in exchange for power, fame, material goods, or revenge, right? You think about, like, bad deals. <laughs> like, make a deal with the devil and something, you know. Like, yeah, you can be famous, but here's the bad part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so when a soul anima, I put anima in there because, you know, you don't want to tie a religious context to it. Uh, when a soul or anima becomes bound by these types of negative egregore, astral matter can manifest as thought forms or as a holographic projection. Ghost-like specters which feed on their vital in- energies. Like literally nightmares. Yeah. So there is a positive version of an egregore that brings blessings and protections against negative forces and can be personal or collective. The egregore of the umbra are believed to be comprised of souls that were negativated negativated, and submitting to an unnatural set of behaviors that are not inherently ideal for any spiritual, spiritually enhanced human being. I had to word that specifically without trying to bring in any kind of morality or good or bad. That was a hard sentence to write. <laughs> but basically, the egregore of the umbra are believed to be comprised of souls that were negativated by submitting to an unnatural set of behaviors that are not inherently ideal for any spiritual enhanced human being. Positive thoughts create luminous personal egregore and negative thoughts create egregore of the umbra. Quotes, shadow. An observer in the umbra experiences a total eclipse. It is believed that the only... The only way to get rid of a negative egregore is to align with a stronger positive one in lore card. So this one was really crazy because if you think about everything that's been happening lately, this really, really ties into a lot of that. I I love that it came up as a ghost shell because it gave me an opportunity to define it as a lore card. So... Remember back when Presage came out, we were we were talking about like, oh, are we gonna get this like kind of like plant power because like the plant is like the after effect, kind of like how stasis crystals are the after effect. But this yeah. this is kind of making me think the plant power, the, the egregore power. <clears throat> what what was it called? Uh, Sarcophilus growth and something else. Yes, there is a word that we that we liked for it. Um, oh, of, uh, lichen. The lichen, yeah, okay. So then the lichen power. Well, that sounds like fucking werewolf. So the, <laughs> the egregore power, um, and the nightmare power are one in the same. Well, no, because uh, yeah, well, the egregore well, power. It's and lichen, L I C H E, and lichen, L Y C O N is yeah. I was called yeah. lichen. The lichen, yeah, lichen and the egregore are one in the same. And now I'm thinking, like, are we gonna get like a nightmare power? Is that gonna be like one of them? Because that is interesting. Because mm. it, mm. it seems almost as if like Callus went and said, "Hey, darkness, I want some powers," just like how Aramis kind of did, and yeah. Aramis got stasis, and Callus appears to have gone the Egregore power, and now his right. Leviathan 
it's growing these 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 lichen weeds lichen weeds yeah all around okay so if you're in his uh pleasure gardens and you look uh-huh. at the tree forms and you kind of step back and look at the tree forms there's a couple there are a couple of trees that look exactly like the mysterious plant that's in the back of drifter ship i wish i wish i wish we'd we need to like figure out a way you know? to do like a pre-show and just like run through an episode of the show and then try to organically have these moments again. So I can be like, it's funny that you mentioned that because I have a picture right here and it's like hit the picture and bring it up because that's too smart for that. Yeah. We're, um, that I, cause I, I was, so I haven't actually, I played the first day of the yeah. expansion and that was it. And then I moved, yeah. and then I was here, and I played, uh, I played the uh, sever, the yeah. second sever mission today. I made sure I went through and got through that. I did not get to play the prophecy dungeon, but I understand um, in the pro not prophecy dungeon. Um, fuck's the dungeon called uh, duality. I understand that in the duality dungeon that we are fighting a nightmare of title. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Because that is Callus's greatest regret. And it's like he I don't so you've watched the dungeon. What's what's the premise of the dungeon? Are we going in to stop something of Callus's? Well, yeah, but you don't know that at first. So what happens but is But so 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 Callus is controlling the nightmare of Keitel. Okay, so remember when I brought up Stranger Things? Please. Okay, so like um in the in the duality dungeon there's an upside down oh oh yeah i've heard about that okay so um i love spoilers for the duality dungeon if you have hesitated a full week to get in i I don't know that you could avoid it at this point and if you have then don't listen to this (laughs) but but so so yeah the duality the name of the dungeon is right there in front of your face there's a duality there's two layers of 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 what is it? Uh, there's two. There's the nightmare realm, okay, mm-hmm. and then there's like just normal. <laughs> so when you're on the when you're having the experience in the game, in order to get to the nightmare realm, you have to like do a couple of mechanics to you know go here, go there, and there are these bells, which I thought was kind of I thought that was a little I thought that was a little interesting. But I really can't define why, other than like sound, and you know, this whole game loves to play with the idea of like music and sound, and how do you break a whisper with noise and drowning out? Anyway, so they have these bells. You shoot the bell. The bell turns everything into a nightmare realm. Then you go in the nightmare realm, and you have to like move a statue or do this thing or do that thing, and then it comes back, and then. Whatever you did in the nightmare realm affected the normal realm. Okay. So it's kind of, that's the mechanic. Like, but you can't see what you're doing when you're in having one experience to the other. You just kind of have to figure it out. Okay. Interesting. So it's a little complicated, honestly. And um, as a player, it's, it's probably, I would say it's probably not one of the more, um, approachable dungeons for most people that's what i've heard it's just yeah so a lot of people kind of fussed about that which i get yeah um, because there's a lot of do this that and the other and anyway. i mean dungeons are meant to be like with intent to solo and having this like oh. very team oriented setting it 
kind of defeats it in my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's whatever. Um, but so we're going in there to kill the nightmare of Keitel, which is apparently one of Callus's nightmares. Are we doing that for Callus? Like, isn't it smart for us to leave the nightmare of Keitel to torment Callus? I mean, you make a good point, and I didn't think about that. But yeah, it kind of, it almost feels like we're being led down there uh, yeah. on purpose. You yeah. know, and I brought it up early on, right before the season came out. But I wanted to, I wanted to recap and kind of explain to people, hey, remember, Callus loved you. You know, um, yeah, he used to. I don't think he still yeah. does. I know. So in the second week of um, Sever. Eris mentions what a nightmare actually is. And she describes a nightmare is formed from three things. And it's like, uh, your despair, your something and your something. Um, one of them was actually your desire. And so I wonder, I don't, I wonder if nightmares are strictly things that are intended to torment us. Or if you can like, get like a twisted like torment is good desire and it's like callus is thinking who's the strongest nightmare i can bring out from myself yeah. and the strongest nightmare he can bring out is a nightmare of keitel and it's like yeah she's his greatest regret but he's going to use that regret to like kill us you know and that's yeah why i like it yeah i like it well I really i really think he he's controlling use... nightmares that's the scary thing about what's happening right now, because if he has learned that ability to use nightmares to his at his disposal, kind of like Drifter using the Taken, yeah. If Kai, if Callus can use nightmares for his own, um, you know, nefarious goals, whatever, then you've got a question like, all right, so how do how do if nightmares are emanations of your worst behavior, fear, whatever, desire, whatever, then what do you do against a character that doesn't have that? Well, Rolk is a perfect example of that because he is kind of like, I, I make a joke that he's like the dom dominatrix of the raid. You know, he's kind of like the dom steps okay. on you and all that. And then like all the names of the weapons are like submission and yada, yada, yada. Anyway. So um, he loves the pain and the idea of, of being, you know, in control of everything, like that's where he gets his rocks off, right? Is that mm -hmm. whole having that, and so it's really hard to have a nightmare of Rolk mm -hmm. for somebody who has no, you know what I mean? So it's almost kind of like a, a masochistic relationship with the darkness. Like Callus is there, yeah, he is on that precipice. Like he understood that the only way to truly align with the dark is to accept, right? Like Except he, he fucked his own body up. Like he's he's yeah. right up there, you know, with a fucking um, what is it, Xenobite? Yeah. Like, Callus, yeah. Callus's whole thing is like insane amounts of pleasure, and it's like, well, at what point did he get it twisted and pleasure and pain kind of overlapped? How does that How does that work for somebody? Like, when is how far is too far? <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, I I I. I love the I love the quote, but but anyway, I'll save it for another day. But the whole thing <laughs> about Alice, remember when remember when we had the Siva Fallen, the um Splicers. Splicers before. Okay. <laughs> and 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 uh Siva was so um 
it was like a drug for them. It was so overwhelmingly pleasurable that they felt that the only way to ascend to God Godhood is to just let it take over their entire vessel that they are. What they didn't understand was Siva was just you know rewriting them. Yeah, they thought they were becoming godlike and they mm-hmm. were ascending. When in reality, they were just becoming overwhelmed with Siva and blah, blah, blah. But the fallen were willing to let that happen because the feeling was so good. They just didn't understand they were just becoming machines and um, being converted. So same same goes for Callus. Callus feels so good about the darkness that he is allowing himself to just be a blob of jello and and take on whatever form is next. Yeah. And kind of, kind of in in line with the Siva talk, um, Numskull designs are the ones who made that uh, Witch Queen one with like the like six. That's really cool span. looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Numskull, if you're if you're listening, and I know that you are, uh, where's the Axis one? Yeah, dude, that I, would be cool. Ima- imagine a sixteen foot span Axis. 16 yeah. inch foot, like massive fucking axis. That would go somewhere in this room. <laughs> you know, it's not marketable. It's not relevant at the moment. It doesn't need to be relevant. Well, you know what? It will be relevant when they bring back uh, Wrath of the When Mission. they bring back, yeah, when they bring back the raid. Get on it. Let's go. Axis is, is one of my fa- is one of my favorite uh, raid encounters. The R- Wrath of the Machine as a whole is one of my favorite raid encounters. Yeah. I agree. I kind of agree with you because the playability of that one is accessible to everyone. Yeah. It's not like ridiculous. It's not like mm-hmm. King's Fall was, and it, it, and it had those those moments where it was like you know hero you don't moments. have to do it. Yeah, it had it was filled with hero moments. But I wasn't even yeah. talking about that. It yep. had the it had the the, the moments the abilities to do things that you didn't have to do, but if you were good enough, you could do it, and you would get yeah. rewarded for it in the final fight. If you were to, uh, what was it? You dunked all, you dunked, you dunked in a certain way and you got your super or, back. Yeah. I think it was backwards or something. Or, I don't remember. No, it wouldn't be it's backwards. been a minute. That's weird. What was but it? Yeah, I forget, but whatever it was, basically for anyone who didn't ever do um, the wrath of the machine, Maybe I'm thinking you would have three zones, the outer edge and then the lower mids section and you would get an arc a solar and a void and you would have to bring the arc to the arc section and the void to the void section and they would come out wherever the fuck they came out and their sections would be wherever the hell their sections were and it was like kind of like determined like live determined where it had to go and that's where the hero moment came from because it's like you're on left and it's like oh you need to get all the way over to right but but as you did that, the person in mid died. So on your way back, you need to grab the mid and bring that all the way back to left. And now the person on right died, and you're the only one who can save the day. You need to go all the way back to the right side and bring that to mid. And it's just like it's this chaos, but not not such chaos that it's like overwhelming. I mean, it can be overwhelming, but it, it gives you the moment. It gives you the chance to like step up and save the day. But right. in that in that action of like dunking, there was a mechanic that would replenish your everyone. Everyone's super would immediately replenish. So it was just like every DPS phase, boom, supers, ready, go. This light, up, light that. them up. That's right. That was fun. 
That was fun. You know, the Crota raid was my. I, I, a lot of people don't. I love. Like, I, I love Crota's end as well. Yeah, especially that was my favorite especially raid. after the revamp. Even before the revamp, I thought it was so much yeah. fun. But especially yeah. after the revamp, it was so great. But you know what's funny about that raid is how ridiculously complicated the first part was for people to figure out. Yeah. My God, that was so difficult. Like it was in complete darkness. You know <laughs> what? Yeah. Where am I going? There's a whole. Let's start over. This thralls coming at you, lanterns oh, that are exploding, man, just scratching your back the entire time. You just had icebreaker was was a good one. Sorry. You had to wait for the bridge to form. You didn't know, like I can imagine, yeah. not not really, because that was really early in Destiny too. We were still learning what things were, like how yeah. things were done. You know, we were still there figuring it out. We're not. We weren't where we are now, where we see a plate and we're like, okay, well, this is a plate. This will power yeah. something to generate. Oh, it's probably going to generate that. Okay, let's just hang out on this plate and hold it down. Yeah, the lamps. Yeah. Was, hey, we was... got we got a mechanic like that just recently. Wasn't it last season at the end with in, the lamps? In Season of the Lost, and there was a season before Season of the Lost, I forget where, that the lamps were turned, but they weren't exactly necessary. They were just kind of there. Oh. And, um, also in, um, what is it, is it the, uh, the birthing chamber? That sounds weird. What, what's the, what's the worm chamber strike where the worm larva is created? Yeah. I don't remember the name of that one. That was a good mission. <laughs> no, it's a strike. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty strike. sure in that strike you go through the swamp, and basically you have um, archways. And when you pass through the archway, it activates a lamp, and you can go to the lamp, and the lamp will explode. But yeah, you that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah. That's this season. That oh yeah, that was immediately last season. I thought you were talking yeah, about yeah. season of the lost. No, which in the moon. Um, what the fuck do they call it? The metaverse. The spaces between the ascendant plane and, and reality. Yeah. Whatever the hell that place was. <laughs> the metaverse. <laughs> Whatever the hell that place was. They had lamps in there too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm really glad that we talked about the uh, Gregor just to get back to that because, um, in the second Sever mission, Crow is able to face his nightmare of Aldrin, and in facing it, he actually changes what the nightmare is. And he, and it's more than just color, but effectively it's just color change, where it goes from black and red to blue and white, which, you know, ever since fucking forever, like red eyes, black dragon, uh, white, blue eyes, white dragon, like that's that's always what it is. Um, so... It makes sense to me that we're going to get an Egregor power that gives us gives us a nightmare ability, but our nightmares will be blue and white. Yeah. Because well, we need another funny. blue color for our, our color wheel. That's probably, yeah, that's true. What do we even have now? We have purple, what is solar? Solar is orange, right? Purple, orange, uh, light blue, dark blue, and even lighter blue. <laughs> No, we need red. And then and then taken will be like a darker purple. Darker so it's, purple. it's it's just kinda like it's like blue <laughs> colors and orange. 
No, we need red. You'll you'll go I from a Gre- you'll go from, you'll, you'll, you'll go for a Gregor, then you'll go Ark, then you'll go Stasis, then you'll go Void, and then you'll go Taken, and then Solar's just off doing its own fucking thing. Well, what do we have? we have? We need okay. We have purple, orange, and blue. Yeah, but we don't but have. Purples, but but we don't have. We don't have red. No, we don't green. have yellow. We and we don't have green. green. Yeah. Red, yellow, green. Well, we have purple, orange, blue, and blue. So that's not going to happen. 3.0 is going to come out a different color. Yes, yeah, Stasis 3.0 is going to be pretty sweet. I mean, but is Stasis... Why is Stasis blue? I mean, why I get you, it. Like, why I get why water? Stasis is blue. Why is Arc blue? When has electricity ever been considered blue? Oh, it's always man. yellow. No, it's always blue. When has it ever been blue? Look at the sparks. Look at the like look electricity off of fingers has always been blue. Like in like any kind of sci-fi. Yeah. But I mean like in video game <laughs> in video game like attributes like you look at pokemon it's electric is yellow pokemon you, you look at any rpg if they have an electric ability it's a yellow it's a yellow lightning icon oh yeah i guess pikachu is yellow wouldn't he well i mean yes pikachu is also yellow but yellow is electric why is arc blue in the first place can make it yellow it should be yellow and then stasis can be blue, and taken can be purple, and egregore can be green, and solar can be red, and void can be orange. Void orange? Yeah, you don't know what the void looks like, man. <laughs> the void. Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be purple? I'm making it makes more sense this way. I don't know. Just make solar purple. I've never seen a purple fire. I mean, there are purple suns. Really? Well, suns. There are purple stars. Effectively. The same thing? Yeah. That's interesting, though. I didn't know that. <laughs> We're having a color crisis in this game. We need to figure it out. I went to get I went to get caffeine this morning, and they fucked uh-huh. it up so bad. They fucked up my Why? So they, they they just weren't paying attention to what I wanted. And this is this is my sideboard. This is where I make my own coffee, and I don't have any coffee, so I I can't make it myself. So I'm I'm like at the edge of exhaustion right now. I'm so <laughs> fucking so gone. Like I woke up at fucking four in the morning just to get ready for all this, and and moving has not stopped. It's it's just been an unend. Yeah, no but worries. Yeah. The delirious um, anon is probably better anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the show on point, but it's really hard because my brain is all over the fucking like, place. Okay, right so you're right though. In the air of balancing <laughs> everything, like color wise, why isn't it red, yellow, blue, purple, green, orange? So then your primary colors could be. Um, well, your primary well, and secondary colors are what everything is made out of. So you got primary and then secondary. There's the six colors. Just use them. Don't make yeah, everything blue. So so let me ask you. Let me ask you this then. All right. Because we're we're so fucking off track already. 
Destiny apparently is working on their new project, and it's called Matter. Goliath. No, Destiny, not oh. Bungie. Oh, okay. Sorry. Destiny is working on its new project, and it's codenamed Goliath. And so we already know where the light and dark saga ends with Final Shape. We already expect to see a new power in Lightfall and a new power in Final Shape. Because it would be kind of weird to get a new dark power after the darkness has been defeated. And we're expecting to see three dark powers. Um, do you think we're going to see anything after Final Shape? Are we just done with new powers? Like we're, we're going back to that? Cause we're, if we go from getting Final Shape so, is so much... far away, it's so far away. I think by the time Final Shape happens, it'll just be Guardian Collection time 10th anniversary of d1 let's start everything over and make one big game (laughs) destiny classic will do the world of warcraft thing yeah yeah i think but like the we're going from from light 3.0 light 3.0 light 3.0 darkness 2 darkness 3 what like it's so bam 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 what comes after that what's the matter what's the matter matter is unrelated What's the matter? Matter Nezirak. Is not, Nezirak is the matter. Matter is not a destiny property. I know. But Goliath apparently is. Well, destiny wasn't a, a, a Halo property and it was in it was Halo teased. ODST. Yeah. It was teased. <laughs> That's different. Yeah, Nezirak is actually the villain in matter. That's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Oh shit, I can actually see them doing that. Depending see? on what matter is, like I can see that right. actually. What's the matter? What's the matter, Bungie? What's Put it matter? on a shirt. I'm going to. <laughs> wear that wear that to events. Yeah. I always wanted a shirt that was like your um, I forget what it's gonna say. Anyway. So so really, do you think we're gonna get new powers? Like Yeah, we have to. What we're gonna powers, get? We're gonna get. Um, can we get? Well, the lichen, semi. No, but that's gonna be dark. Or, that's gonna be a dark power. After the dark powers, what new powers are we there won't to get? get? Any more light powers. You, you, you don't no think there's anything, anything else? No. And what they'll do is they'll do something dumb where like they'll um, do like body augmentation powers. No, they'll do something where like two people get together with two different powers and make a temporary new one with like bonding. I would not want to see that. I'd be more interested in like uh, body augmentation powers because then it's like you have your light and you have your dark and these are like paracausal forces and then you have like man man slash alien created forces and like everyone can finally shut up and get their fucking SIVA power and it will actually uh, work. I wish that was a thing like already. I, I just it wish It makes that... no sense and that's going to be red. So we're back to colors now. So yeah. SIVA is going to be red. <laughs> uh, why do you why do you think okay but why do you think callus why do you think callus is so haunted though because the lore touched on it if we if we talk about the shadows if we bring it back up again because i'm okay. thinking you're making me think about the 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 next uh, like you know dark power yeah. All okay. Right. So right. we're right. we're going back right. to a Gregor. All right. Egregor. So if 
Yeah. So hypothetically, if you like really want to try to figure out what's the next dark power going to be, hypothetically, it's absolutely if it has anything, egregore, something, right? Well, actually, no, you're right because maybe egregore is what facilitates the the taken ability as well. Exactly. Maybe they're like if, multifaceted. Right. Okay. So it. All right. Our oryx learn how to take from what? Oryx communed with the deep and came out of the deep, which was a physical place that moved that he was also able to enter and, and wrote the secrets of how to take on the tablets of ruin. Uh huh. Now, obviously the deep is a pyramid. Yeah. The pyramid. So if, but that was a lie sort of. No, I don't think it was a lie. Okay. Then Oryx flat out got the deep power or got the power from the deep. So Oryx literally the did what Eris did, except he got taken. Right. That's, and that's so, how I view it. And so Callus has found out a way to grab the nightmares. Yes. Which essentially comes from the pyramid. Yeah, effectively. Um, yeah. Well, no, no, because Callus seems to have gotten that power from going into an anomaly because According to, I, I'd have to open my game to get to it, but because it's in a, it's in it's in the um, the lore entry of voices voices in the dark or something like that. It's one of the new books. Um, Keitel, let me see if it's on Ishtar. Voices of the Haunted. No, it's the second entry of Voices of the Haunted, and it's not updated in the API yet. Uh, Keitel mentions. Her or rather, her advisors mentioned that the Leviathan went into an anomaly, and then when it came out of the anomaly, that's when all of the Egregore uh, formed yeah. on it. And here's the crazy thing about that that I actually did not want to forget, and I almost did forget. It also mentions that all of the loyalists aboard the Leviathan, when they came out of the anomaly, fucking peaced out. They got the hell out of there, and. No one knows Kyle's trying to figure out where they went because uh, they got out after they escaped the anomaly. But then you're probably wondering if all the loyalists left, who are we fighting? Who are all these people that we're fighting? Those are uh, newly cloned loyalists that Callus created with even less intelligence. So they're basically just mindless slaves for him. Like, like taken. Yeah, they're they're effectively taken. They're they're clones yeah, of his version of a taken. They're 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 clones of his past loyalists with less intelligence, so he has full control of them. That's insane, right? That's insane. I did not know that. So I was reading the entry today, and I was like, I need to bring that up. Like, I know it's I know we're not trying to get into the entries too much right now, but that was just right. too big of a thing to not not bring up today. Okay, so something about the the deep. Or the pyramid, sorry. Something mm-hmm. about the pyramid allows this ability to take somewhat. This yeah. ability to like take over your host, mm-hmm. almost like a parasite, whatever. And then, and you know, there's the talk about the whispers, and we found out the whispers' origin point kind of comes from the pyramid? Question mark. The whispers? What are you talking about? The whispers? Yeah. Well, the pyramid was the origin point for the whispers? Question what mark. What whispers? All of them. The whispers in game. All of the different whispers. The nightmares? Every whisper. Like, every mention of whisper. What are you talking about? Mentions. Okay, like so, whisper. like, 
The okay, but like this the, is the, the first time you've said the word whisper. What are you talking about? I'm just talking about in game. Every time anything mentions a whisper, like whisper of the worm came from a pyramid. Well, if you think about it, the origin point for everything was the pyramid, right? What are you for talking the hive. about? I'm talking about the hive. I'm talking about the whispers. I'm talking about uh, anytime somebody mentions the word whisper, it seems to point at a pyramid. Okay. Only now. The long, because... slow whisper that the EXO were experienced too. You think that was a pyramid as well? Sure. It has okay. to do with the darkness. Clarity I mean, I control. It, I guess it might, yeah. That's true. Clarity control. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, I'm not technically right either, but... <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be crazy is when we figure out um, more about the Ahamkara, and then we can kind of narrow it down, because right now it's always been like the Ahamkara were parallel to the hive whispers right the two different whispers that we know about in game like what are the whispers i don't know i don't know what a whisper is all i know is you're telling me about the whispers maybe i need to whisper it i I feel like you're fucking with me If the whispers, okay, if the whispers were the darkness trying to get our attention and lead us down the deep hole into, you know, communing with the dark, whatever, being aligned with the dark, then one could say that it all, its origin point all points to the pyramids and everything that was created was a direct result of the darkness. So even... And I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but even the Ahamkara, which we don't know for sure 100% their origin point, could have been a direct result of that. Maybe. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if we think about the Egregore and we think about how Callus has gotten this power, he's he's essentially communed with the darkness to to learn this ability, just like our Oryx did yes. to learn Taken. Okay. Yes. All right, so let me let me hypothetically put this out there. If you say whisper one more time, that's a tasty cheeseburger. <laughs> um, what is it? So, okay. what's what's your hypothetical? Um, there could be a world that exists where it's not necessarily a taken power or a nightmare power, but something to the effect of a shadow um, ability. Okay. And it could be tied to the plants and the egregore and the lichen and all that. Yeah. Okay. And so the darkness power that we were all yearning for that poison, you know, that we're thinking about, like as Uh far as like another darkness ability, if we're thinking about poison, we could also think about like a shadow form and a poison form, and it could almost just be, mm, I don't know, black. Okay. And then, and then your last, uh, and then your last subclass in you know final shape or whatever could be what you mentioned. All the like crazy things we've seen in the past, just as add-ons. Mm. Siva, Ahamkara, blah blah blah. 
<laughs> acleophage. Maggots on her face. What is a cleophage? <laughs> that's that's not in the game, is it? Not anymore. Because it, it was, was at the very it, beginning of the. It was one of the first exotics. It used Remember? To, it, yeah, it used to give you a fourth shot on your golden gun, right? That's what it did. Which is odd because solar is considered to be like the purest form of light, right? Yeah, or it's seen as that. I, that's my opinion, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if huh. well, ecleophage. When you know, do you define it? It's just it's straight up like a symbiotic um, eating of light. So you eat the light, and it gives you more ability. Um, let's see. And it came from Dark Souls. <laughs> Golden Gun gains one additional shot per use, and also that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, that was, abilities were simple back then. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Um, they told me it would eat my thoughts and leave me full of light. Full of light. Yeah. And it's a it's a head maggot. It's a big freaking blob of darkness. See if this almost works. looks that like the should... heart of the darkness. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of looks like lava almost but i know that's not the intent yeah so the the symbiote here um i can't look at them both but right now i i, I should have um the symbiote up on screen for any viewers i wonder if this is like an early 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 concept of the egregore which should now be up on the screen. See what you're saying? Because, I mean, it's such an early D1 thing, and it has not been touched since. And it's like... Can it not be? Well, okay, so uh, back up. You know, like when the nightmares do their thing and they have that weird branchy lightning that comes out, you know, like when they die or when they appear, it's that red and black black branches of like mm -hmm. vines and stuff that come out. Mm -hmm. Um remember the concept art of the Heart of the Black Garden? Yeah, that's what the nightmares uh reminded everyone of that when when Shadow Keep came out, everyone was going over that. And, yeah. and you know like that's that's the thing. You have nightmares who have that. You have the egregore who kind of simulates that and just it's like flowing leafy appendages. And then you also have the fucking champions who have that crap coming off of their back. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they were infected by the the yeah. Were they? Or There's whatever. no fucking lore on what champions are, but they fucking exist, and they're they're like a canonical thing in the game. the The identity of champions are a thing. Yeah, that's strange. They never define that. No. So I'm just amalgamating. Yeah, I don't know all the fucking time. I mean, I remember the good old days when you can just make up whatever the fuck you want, and people. <laughs> I am kidding. Don't ever do that. <laughs> you know, okay, so I've I've always said it and uh, I know this has been like a really loose show cuz we're just going over everything in the in the whole season like dump that happened. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like to preface what's coming up. But um 
it really does feel like everything that's happened in game has been because of the community and people like wishing for things mm -hmm. almost like an ahankara wish if you wish for it it's going to show up you know but yeah. be careful what you wish for because it's going to break the game or yeah. it might not make you happy you know you don't necessarily know what's good or bad for you until you experience it right yeah. So people think they know what they want and they clamor for it until they get it. And then when they get it, they're like, wait, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, destiny exists in a very, there's an, I don't think there's any other game that is pumping out content at the, the rate that destiny is. I agree, out dude, this is insane. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I keep bringing it up, but even halo is just cosmetics and we yeah. got like another map this season and that's yeah. about it. Like Fortnite and Apex Legends and things like Battle Royales, that's those are the games that are like competing and like delivering content because they're like, oh, we have a new season. Oh, we have a new season. And it's like, yeah, yeah but your what new is season it? Is the same map and the same things. Yeah. It's just cosmetics. Destiny has cosmetics and new like new voice act, like new flat out areas to explore yeah. and just like insane amounts of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Like as far as deliverability goes, what is everyone else? I it's funny because think about the game Overwatch. Yeah. There ain't nothing in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <I heard laughs> but people play the play the crap out of it. And yeah. and every season is like, oh, it's gonna be so great, it's gonna be so great. Yeah, what? What do you get for all that money? Because um what was I oh my god, I just, I completely just fucking spaced on what I was saying. Because Destiny has so many seasons coming out content. Oh, I remember now. Um, they're they're pumping out content so efficiently that they exist in this like unique scenario where they are creating content and then they're also working on content that's like yeah. a year down the line and they're taking in feedback and then like, okay, we yeah. can't put it into this content that's coming out next week, but we can't put it into the content that's coming out a year from now. And right. then so it's like this like cycle of like like almost like Ouroboros, you know, like, um, yeah, eating it. We're, we're, we're affecting the game in like so many ways. And then they introduce something new and the new thing is interesting, but we, we say something, they introduce something, they implement what we said. We like what they did. And then we have to say that we like what they did. And it's, it's kind of, yeah, you're right. It, See, that's it, what it, I'm saying. It, it kind of feels like that. Right. Remember yeah. D1 when it first launched, everybody's funniest, uh, thing was there's nothing to do in destiny destiny has nothing in it there's no story there's no nothing there's nothing to do and there was got... always a story this wasn't a very good one exactly and so there was nothing right and so like this is the polar opposite mm -hmm. there's there there is there is a lot to do and there people are like oh but there's no reason to do it and it's like do it for fun if you're not yeah fun, just do why it are you doing fun, it yeah, yeah I, i've always said that's the fate of all fools right mm -hmm. it's like one you know yeah, not realizing the fate of all fools oh my god yeah. they had everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> nobody had it everybody yeah, no one it. else had the fate of all fools and that's the that's the foolish thing is to want something that you you ought not have yeah i've always i've always had the opinion um or maybe not always but for a while i've i've had the opinion that video games like many other things are an art form and art is best left to the artists like sure you, you don't you don't go to van gogh and be like ah, don't, don't do that i want to see more of this you just let him do yeah. what he wants to do and what he wants to express and yeah. it comes out and it's like you van Gogh's like probably it not or the best, best he's just the only artist i know what's another <laughs> artist um banksy 
So you don't go to Banksy. Yeah, there you go. Well. There you go. Banksy is a good good destiny analogy because like who the hell is Banksy and why yeah, is he doing this? Who the hell is Bungie? Has anyone actually people, ever seen people Bungie want, before? People want to see Banksy's art, but they don't know when they're going to see it. Yeah. And it, it just shows up one day and then you're like, oh that's, my God. That's what true. <laughs> that's how this, you're that's right, exactly though. how art, this artist, season. Yeah. Art is in the, um, art is in the opinion and the eyes of the yeah. viewer. It's not in the artist. It's, it's what you as a people make of the person mm-hmm. and the art. It's not like Jackson Pollock. You know, if you had no idea who he was and he wasn't a person in history and you saw his painting all of a sudden, you would just say, what is all this drippy mess? Is but he the to one understand it? Is yeah. he the one that did the thing where they look at the painting and then it looks at the person and then they look closer at the painting and they look closer at the person and they look closer at the painting and they look closer at the person? Because I like that one. What the hell? You don't know that 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 <laughs> that fucking movie? Uh, <laughs> I don't know it either, but I remember it. I haven't seen. <laughs> My that brain one. is fucking fried. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I think I think video games are best uh, best enjoyed when they're developed by someone who is passionate about what they're they're yeah. making and they're, they're they deliver a product that they're happy with you know that they're not they're not catering to the player they're not catering to the investors they're not catering to a country or any of that you know they 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 say i want to create this experience i want to create this story i want to create this gameplay i want to create this universe yeah. i want to create this world i want to whatever it is and they create it and then like we as consumers get to say i didn't really like that but that's fine i'll just go play one of the many other games that there are to play and i'll enjoy some of those and i'll let the people who enjoy your game enjoy your game you don't need to hear that i didn't enjoy it you are an artist you make what you make to make yourself happy and to hopefully also make yourself money and right (laughs) yeah i think that's the hard part is like um when you look at it from a financial standpoint or just to make money, that's when it loses its meaning. That's that's you know, when it gets You got to want to do it. You got to be passionate about it. You got to love it. Yeah. Just like anything in life. And I'm not saying that a video game isn't allowed to make money. I'm not saying that they're not allowed to charge what they're allowed to charge. Cause the same thing with art, you know, like if an artist says my value is like hundreds of dollars for a painting, and that's what they believe it's it's worth, and that's what they believe exactly. it's worth. You, you're not in a position to to argue that. And right. Like I I want everyone at Bungie to be making money. To I want to support them because I enjoy right. their products. Same thing with uh, people at Young Horses. Same thing with people at Naughty Dog. Same thing with people at Insomniac. I enjoy what they are creating. I want to support them. But yeah, that's a support my... artist. There's our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like imagine, imagine there might be something I I don't like. There there is always something I don't like in every game I play. I would never I would never take it to them though and be like, how yeah. dare you? Like, well, I might take it to them if they're like asking for feedback, but I would never be like, how fucking dare you? Yeah, create, not do this. Like, imagine imagine having so little mindset. time in the day or so much time yeah. in the day that you yeah. that that's what you're doing with your fucking life. Just be nice. Seriously, it's not fucking hard. Be kind. It's the least you can do. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> like the barest of minimums. It's just don't be a dick. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not passion. It's it's you're being a dick. Shut the fuck yeah. up. There you go. Well, well that's our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just hit end. Don't even don't even say goodbye. <laughs> um. Okay. Really quick. Really quick. How are you liking this season? 
so far. Okay. We're two weeks in. Yeah. I love it as well. I think it's great. Yeah. I love, I love one of my favorite things. I, I really got to say this. One of my absolute favorite things is that we're back in the Leviathan and it's super different when they brought the moon back. It was, it was kind of different, but it was still mostly just the moon when they brought the Cosmodrome back. It was barely different, but it was very still much the Cosmodrome. Yeah. The Leviathan is so different. Um, I love it. I want to see this every season. I know it's impossible to see this every season, but I want them to take fucking everything away. I'm like, take it all away. Get it, get it, get it out, Let's get it, it out and bring it back. I want more. I want more of this. It's so awesome. Ditto. You couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be it for our show this week. I think. Yeah. Are we yep. out of time? We are out of yeah. time. Um, our next show will be on Sunday the 19th, June 19th. Is that a thing? Why does that sound no. familiar? Is that Father's Day? Mm-hmm. Well, it came in in Google. Oh, it's Juneteenth. Well, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that that is a thing. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar. I just, I just couldn't place it. Um, so we'll still have a show then. Um, yeah. So then we'll, we're going to have our next show on June 19th, same time, same place. We're probably going to go back to a lore book from the previous season because there's a, a number of lore books that we didn't cover. And this season's lore books are not out yet. So uh, we hope that you listen to us or come join us then. If you are looking for us, if you came late, at Loose Cannon Show on Twitter has a link with all our information. Our podcast gets uploaded everywhere that you can listen to it and also YouTube to watch. Uh, so have a great, have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.